Hello and welcome to the Get French Football News Preview Show. I'm your now 21-year-old host, Lewis McParlin, and in this episode, myself and one fantastic guest will be reviewing some of Ligue midweek action, as well as previewing a couple of the games set to entertain our TV screens this weekend. Once again, as always, the omnipotent Thomas Wiseman joins me on the show. Thomas, Following Angers' absolutely awful performance last week against Nice as they were just flat in 3-1, what are your quick opinions on Patrick Vieira? Do you think he's a good enough manager to go over to Arsenal in the English Premier League, which he has been linked with over the last few weeks since Unai Emery's departure? Uh, no. He's not <clears throat> He's not proven himself good enough to be at a level of Arsenal's quality. Um, last season, Nice did do well. Their defence was really good, but that was basically down to Walter Benitez being uh, a deity. Um, he's not been helped by the what's happened in the background at Nice, but he's certainly not, um, not Arsenal standard at the moment. Not of that quality. Uh, and without further ado, let's just get into the first match that we're going to review. So this was Bordeaux's 6 nil thrashing of Nîmes on Tuesday. Uh, what happened in midweek? There was like a 6 nil for Bordeaux. There was a, a 5 nil for Brest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, teams were just going all out in midweek. It was crazy. Um, so... In this match, there was a hat-trick for Josh Maja, the, the English striker that signed at the tail end of last season from Sunderland. It didn't do much in his first season, scored a goal, I think, and then had a crucial ligament injury, I believe, that slightly scuppered his development. But he's now been brought back into the team uh, by Paolo Sousa and, like I said, scored a hat-trick against Nîmes. What do you think of the English striker? What's been your opinion of him so far since he's come to France? Yeah, I mean, he's not he's not played um, that many minutes, really. Obviously, you mentioned he had the injury problems. So it's always been up in the air um, how he's done. I, I didn't doubt he was um, a talented player from, from what I heard. It was Sunderland. It was just a matter of time for him getting to the squad. Um, and Jimmy Briand has been still been playing somehow. Uh, and I think he's only a few goals away from 100, 100 goals. So uh, I'm sure Paul Sosa wants him in that. Just to get just to get them hundred goals, but um, no Madge. I mean, I mean this game. It was, it, I mean, it it wasn't a six nil game, but he was everything that came to him. He was very very clinical, um, and he's got. It looks like he's trying to quite a good partnership with a certain uh, Yassine Adley, which I, I know you're quite uh, a fond fond of. Oh, he's gorgeous. Just everything <laughs> about him. The hair, the chin. He's also pretty good at football, but just generally, oh, what a player. Another one of these um, players that have come from the PSG Academy, never really hit it off in the capital, but have, have done well elsewhere. You know, he's been another pivotal player for Bordeaux recently, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's been, like you said, he's really silky player. And that I think it was a second goal for Bordeaux. He just sort mm. of walked through. <laughs> you sort of walk through the uh, Neem defence, well, midfield defence. So yeah. it's going to, I mean, I'm really hoping he'll have a, a good season. He started he started pretty well and you get some consistent minutes, you know, PSG will uh, be regretting uh, his decision to go. But I think it was mainly, I think it was on his part, he, he forced the move across what I remember. I've been trying to rack my memory 
today trying to think of a an English player who's really ripped up League One in recent years, and I can't think of many. I mean, you had yeah David Beckham come to PSG a few years ago, but out with that, I mean, we've got Steffi Mavadidi who's on loan from mm-hmm. Juventus at yeah. Dijon right now. He scored in midweek, I think, yeah, as well, yeah. uh, in their draw. But generally, there's not been that many English or even British players that have had an effect on Ligue 1 in recent years. Do you see Josh Maja staying here for a while and really becoming a bit of a cult hero? Or do you think it's more of a move where he just wants to shine a Ligue 1 to get a move back to the Premier League in England? Yeah, I think it's really good that that um, he has come to, to Ligue 1. I mean, we've seen... Um, we've seen the, over the past couple of years, you know, more English talent going abroad to get minutes, um, like you know Sancho and Reece Oxford, um, and it it would make sense that they come to league. And you know, it's a it's um it's a tough league. It is a physical league, and and it's one where, I mean, any team produces talented players, no matter who you're playing for. Um, and it's a it's a, I mean, we, it's a league of talents. That's what that's the the catch. <laughs> that's what we call it. Um, so no, it's great that he's he's playing and and uh, I'm, I'm sure I, I thought you would have mentioned uh, Stephen Fletcher's time at Marseille. Do you want to remember that? Oh my goodness, he <laughs> did. Did he? What was okay? Let me see. What what was his record? He came from Sunderland as well. Oh, the connections there. The connections there. Wow. <laughs> I think Josh Madden will probably have a better career in France than uh, Fletcher did. Um, but yeah, he's been, he's hopefully this this could be his season. Um, I think Borum, um, Jimmy Brion might be um, the backup striker now. Um, and uh, Otavio with two goals, one of which was uh, like 30 yards out. Just oh, scream. Gorgeous. I mean, you don't, yeah, so, as well. yeah, you don't really see him. Uh, <laughs> you don't, don't really see him scoring a lot of goals. Mm. Um, but, I mean, even like Jonathan Cafu's come back into the squad. Um, and, and, Preville scored. I think he's scored his fifth goal now. It's it's sort of coming together a little bit more. They're not looking as Bordeaux as they as they have been in yeah. uh, in the past. Because it it was it wasn't very clear like where the quality was coming from at the start mm. of the season. But players under Palasusa, a guy who I've been very critical of in recent years, they're all, it's all starting to come together. You know, I, I know Chameni didn't play in midweek, but he's a, a solid player. Ibrasser's playing well. Yusuf Sabali is a great um, fullback and wing back. And yeah, this this front three that's starting to develop with Adley playing a bit further up the pitch, Maja and, and Depreville, it is coming together. How much do you think that has been down to uh, Palosusa? You know, he was a player that, a manager who was almost expected to leave the club last season just with how quickly Bordeaux have a have a change of, of staff. But he stayed and he's doing a good job, isn't he? Yeah, I mean it was uh, there was always concern um over how he'd do and he didn't start didn't start great, but the, I mean he has he has had time over the, the preseason to to figure it out and it looks like it is slowly um coming together. And, I mean, you look at the squad they've got now, and it's it's actually it's quite it's actually quite surprising how good and talented mm. uh, some of the players. That, I mean, they got they got Madger, they got Adley, they got Ibenasa, Ibenasa, sorry, um, they got Quateng, who's been brilliant for non Simon the free, which is an amazing deal. Oh, uh, I think that's like such an underrated deal yeah, in the summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they got uh, Tramani, of course. There's so many good players, and I think. 
I mean, Sosa was criticised a lot, and it, it does make sense. But um, it's good that it's, it's an it's like a a fresh um, a manager and a, sort of a, a a foreign manager coming into Liga and, um, and presenting you know new ideas, new tactics that have is slowly um, adapting to the league. So it it could be exciting for Bordeaux. I said this earlier in the season. Actually, and I'll need to find the. Audios because it'll just sound as if I'm just saying this, but I did say I was frustrated with how poor they were doing because I thought the squad was really good. Yeah, yeah, they started yeah, a bit yeah. slow, but but it's like a lot of these players could step into a lot of teams. I know Josh Madge is only really starting to impress recently. I'm not going to make it as if I always thought he was an incredible player, but you know, Sabali, Kashelny, Yuravanich, Pablo Castro, Adley, it's, it's all players that, that had a lot of quality. Uh, just as you were talking there, I've thought of a couple more players that uh, really ripped up Ligue 1 in recent <laughs> years. Didn't Joe Cole go to... Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he did, actually. Lille on, on loan for oh. a season, my God, in his Liverpool days. Um, and uh, uh, Joey, Bar- <laughs> Joey Barton oh, yeah. went to Marseille. Oh, yeah. That was he fun. tried to put on a French accent for one of the... Uh, <laughs> one of the conferences yeah, yeah. oh my days yeah so th- that's the players I can think of if anyone else has any that we've forgotten any British players feel free to tweet them to GFFN but it's just so funny like the qual- the, the players that have come over and <laughs> British players but it's like you said it's a league that I'm surprised it's not happened sooner you know it's starting to happen Bundesliga has been quite popular for it with Sancho mm-hmm. with Oxford with Nelson with um, um, uh, Smith Rowe with there's a boy at there's a boy at um, Hamburg right now, also an Arsenal boy, but I can't remember his name. But it's happening, it's quite prevalent over there. And I think it'd be good to see it happen in Ligue 1 because, you know, you get a lot of talented players come out of these English academies and just don't get the same opportunity that is very common over here. Uh, so, yeah, I, I hope that starts to become a bit more of a common occurrence. Let's talk about Nîmes, who were on the wrong end of the 6-0 drubbing. No wins in their last nine. Do you think this is the situation where Neem were just caught cold? It's a bizarre match, you know, it's just one of these where the heads went down and it could happen to anyone. Or is it time where Bernard Blackar, as much as he has done so much good at the club, it's time for him to go? What do you think about this? I mean, they, they were very they were very poor. And I, I, like I said, it wasn't a 6-0 victory. Um, but some of the, if you look at some of the goals, some of the... the uh, they did give away some of the the, the chances. Um, the first yeah, goal, it's... the first goal. Oh my god! I think it I mean, was it was Sabali or Kaf, who was one of the wing backs who had the assist, and just the whole Neem backline just moves out the way for him, and they could. It's like so basic. Oh, it's awful! It's awful for that first goal. Yeah, I mean, and I think. Matches hat trick goal. It was a great. It was a great finish, by the way. It was basically standing still, um, and he kind of oh, top really oh. yeah, top yeah, top corner. But I mean, there was no need. The new players give him a lot of a lot of time um, to pull that off. And it, I mean, it is it is an issue. Um, I do like I do like Neem. I think they have got some good players. I mean, Ferrat's, um started well, but he's sort of trailed off a little bit. Repard is always always there. You know, is that he's that. One club man, El, Ma- El Matador. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's it's, it's going to be a difficult season for him. I think we always knew that. Um, 
straight from the start. Blackheart, I don't, I don't think, um, I don't think they're going to sack him. To be honest, he's been there for quite. I think probably about three or four years now. Um, it depends how bad it does does get. Really, um, I think I think he might have mentioned he was going to retire. I'm not sure about that actually. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a difficult one for Neem. I think we always always suspected that, but the. <laughs> A lot of the times in relegation battles, I've seen the past in league, and it depends how bad everybody else is around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, think about Toulouse, who will probably get onto it at some point. Um, they have been awful for the past couple of years, yeah. but they've just been teams that have, have, have been worse than them, luckily, and mm. they've stayed up. I mean, that's the whole reason that Dijon stayed up last season. <laughs> like, Dijon, Can, and Gangomp were just. Three children oh, in the nursery all punched each other. I think. I think um, this is talking complete off back of my memory. I think it was Can and Dijon had like a really pivotal six pointer towards the end of the season, and it finished nil nil. <laughs> Just like no one had the quality to put the ball in the back end of it in such a pivotal match. It's, yeah, it, I, I know what you mean though. That that is the kind of the case with a lot of these relegation battles. I think Neem though. <sighs> At the start of the season, we did say that they were going to do quite poorly, but then they, they slightly surprised people with some early performances mm-hmm. early on. Yep. I remember they got a win over Brest and they got a win over Toulouse. And I, stuff like that. Perfect, perfect. But do you think they are now? it's now becoming evident how much of a loss Teji Savani, Saratube and Dennis Buanga have been? Yeah, I mean, Teji Savani is a, the big one there. He was, he was the main man. Um, I mean, almost everything went through him. Was he the uh, best player in League 1 last season? Pardon? Was he the best player in League 1 last season? Uh, yes, in my opinion. Yeah, OK, thank you. I'm glad we agree. OK, continue. <laughs> um, and I think it was, I think Neem scored, I think it was like 19 goals from set pieces, just because his delivery was wicked. Um, and they've, they've lost, they, they have lost that quality and you can't you just can't replace that mm-hmm. um, I do like some of the signs they brought in um, like Lamin Fomba CB Saar but I, I just don't Julie think yeah yeah I just don't think um, them two midfielders are, are completely the level they look a bit out of um, they're sort of out of touch at the moment um, but yeah it's it's um, it's going to be a difficult difficult season for them Thing is, I don't even think their their backline's that bad. Branson, I really like. I I I do like Branson. Yeah. Um, and Pablo Martinez, you know, a little bit of experience coming from Strasbourg. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sofian Alcush was great at times last season. Florian Miguel's probably the weak link. He's not fantastic, but you know, That's I don't nice. think the backline's off. And they've got the best under twenty three goalkeeper uh, uh, in probably. between sticks. Uh, <laughs> Paul Bernadoni, absolute pulling off worldies. You know, I, I, it doesn't make sense in the back lane, but yeah, the midfield is quite weak. Um, but yeah, the, this this type of result, I think, could be coming for a while for Neem. 6 0. You could see it coming in some of their other performances where they just didn't really impress. I mean, a 1 1 drop against Neem, against the Mets the week before. Ugh. And let's move on to our second review of the episode, and this was Leon and their hosting of Lille. So this one finished 1-0 to the away side, with Jonathan Ikone getting the pivotal goal for Lille. 
firstly, just going into this match, you know, it was a clash between two teams that seem a little bit lost at the moment. Um, Leon still not really hitting on all cylinders under Rudy Garcia and Lille with an awful away record. But who did you think was going to win this going into this match? Uh, it was a difficult one. It's a, it's uh, a tough one, you know. Uh, maybe a draw, I would have thought. Because yeah. um, I'm, I'm, I'm not confident in either side, but yeah, it was a it was a tricky one. And I mean, there was a, there was a great thread um, posted on Twitter by the uh, GFFN uh, Twitter page. So go and check it out if you've not seen it. But it was basically explaining the, the mess that, that is Leon at the moment, um, and the kind of becoming a bit of a, a laughing stock. Um, I'm sure Marseille supporters are. <laughs> and uh, and Mo are, are uh, happy to to keep this you know have this have this keep going on, but yeah, it was just I mean they, they don't look cohesive at all um, in Europe against when they lost against Zenit. It, it was just it was left an individual players playing the same team. There was no there was no link up. You'd see you'd see Bertrand Traore pick up the ball, try and take on a man, cut inside. Pass it to a midfielder who then just passes it to the. He just plays it to the side, and they just carry on doing that. They rely on way too much on crosses. Um, they've got one of the most incisive dribblers in the league in in, in uh, Renard Laid. He's. I mean, he, he, we've we've seen goals. He's assisted. I remember one for Depay early on in the season where he just picked up the ball f- uh, about twenty five yards outside goal. And drove past, you know, dribbled past two players. Critical. You've got a player like that. Why would you not utilize them in the squad? Um, is is his attributes? I mean, you've got Alwar as well. It just oh, on the bench. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's. Um, I think Garcia doesn't really. He, he hasn't figured out what to do best. Toussaint and and Mendes. Yeah, looks like a good pivot, but I don't think you need both of them players in the, in the in the same squad. If you, mm. if you, you know, Leon should be. No offense to other teams in the league, but they should be killing teams off with the amount of quality they've got. But they just not not do it. They're nowhere near um, good enough. Uh, and I mean, Lil were pretty good. Um, well, they were okay in this game. It's good to see a Kone back on the score sheet. Um, he's had a he's had a tough a tough season alongside Bamber as well. Um, mm. But it was it was quite a good um, interchange between uh, him and Osimhen. Osimhen, it was a quite a, it was a heavy, well, a, a fast ball into Osimhen. He played it off to Ikone and he just squeezed through um, to finish it off. So it's a it's a, a good goal for him. Um, hopefully, he'll be getting back to some some good form very soon. I thought Ronaldo mm. Santos was actually okay as well in this game. Um, he's been a, he's been relatively. Um, Poor so far, but he um, he probably has his best mm, one of his best games. He was, uh, yeah, he was he was he was pretty he was okay at he, least. It was okay in the Dijon match. I feel I don't think it was awful. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Um, but again, it was, it was a different it was a different position in this one. It was played a little bit more yeah. um, further up the pitch. He wasn't in the pivot yeah, yeah. for this one. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's uh, all just starting to click. Uh, maybe. <laughs> I'm, for, uh, for Sanchez, sorry, not for not for, not for Lille as a whole. He, yeah, maybe. Um, is it still a lot of? Um, 
improvement. A lot of progress he has to make, probably. Yeah, a lot of development. But mm-hmm. I think if you look at both both teams, both clubs there, which club is closer to sort of getting themselves sorted out? And it's got to be, it's, it's got to be Lille because Leon are uh, a complete mess at the moment. I mean, it just shows that Leon don't really trust. And you could say some of their players right now, and some of the, some of the signings they've got. I mean, it's Garcia. Get, it's not Leon, really, is it? But it's like, look at the players that he's picking ahead of other players. Like, yeah, Tussar. Every now and then, Tussar's so inconsistent for me. Every now and then, he looks like prime Tony Cruz, and other times he looks like Abid Diaby in the ball. So Abid Diaby, what? No, Abid Diaby, yeah. Oh, do you mean no, as in he's he's inconsistent? As in, just like sometimes Abadi Abbey just looked like a deer caught in the headlights. Okay, just, right, okay. Just, just look out of it sometimes. But too, sometimes he, he pits in an absolute performance. Martin Terry has been brought in recently. Maxwell Corney's been brought in recently. Depay's up front ahead of Dembele. Awars on the bench. Triori looks awful. Oh, I just mean, like, I don't know how it's come to this. How has it come to this? Bruno Genesio was doing an okay job, it looks like now. And they've just pressed self-destruct. For I mean, tenth and league, Thomas. Yeah, it's it's um it is a mess, and and Janino has made. I mean, I, I've not seen any effect from Janino. It's made zero effect, and um, uh, Jean-Michel Olas has has been um sort of trying to back away from from it, but he's sort of contradicted himself and what Janino's been saying. Um. In the press, so yeah, it's a it's a it's a pretty tough one. Are they the most messed up team in the league at the moment? I can't think of anybody. Leon, um... yeah. who's in a wor- who's in a worse state at the moment? I mean, they, they tried to bring in. They try. I get bringing Janino as a sort of like a sentimental value mm-hmm. kind of way, but but, but his signings most... have been okay. Like the players that he's picked in have yeah. been awful. It's not, been, it's not been him, really. Has it been, it's been um, Maurice that had scout. Mm. Uh, yeah, and they brought in Silvino. No experience whatsoever. I mean, there's no way they can be... I don't know, that sentimental. No club can be that sentimental, apart yeah. from... Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's, it's, um, it is a bit of a mess at the moment. Um, I'm I'm hoping they'll get it back together because I want to see a strong, a stronger uh, Leon. Do, I mean, do you think they the? How do you think they do against Leipzig? It's other next match. Right, two yeah, matches away. Yeah, yeah. Leipzig are quality, man. They're doing so well under Nagelsmann, and it's like. Leon, you just don't know where the wins are coming from. You don't know where the quality's coming from. I think they... Oh, I bet, I bet they'll pull like, off a win then and get through to knockouts. So that's that's classic Leon. They'll do that, won't it's... they? So what's, what's the... Um... Tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Um, oh, it is tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, they'll lose against Nien tomorrow and then they'll go... <laughs> they'll, go <laughs> they'll invite uh, Leipzig and they'll, they'll beat them. I really hope like Benfica just pull off some absolute world and win like five 0 so that Leon don't even go to Europa League. Like I want them to get punished. I want them to know that they've done a bad thing. You know, I don't want it to be where like, oh, they've done bad things, but they still kind of flip through it and all works out in the end. I want them to know that this was like the wrong decisions. Silvino and Rudy Garcia, oh my god, bring me back Genesio. Um uh, right. Moving on to Lille. 
They won their first away match, I believe, since February in the league. Does this just show that sometimes it's not always the best decision to just sack your manager? You know, like Lille have come under some pressure recently due to their awful away record, but they've stuck by guilty, got a massive 1 0 win on the road, and, you know, they now sit fourth in the league. Like, it's not even that bad. One point off third. Do you think that Galtier is a bit of an underrated coach? Where, where do you rank him in league and managers at the moment? Um, he's probably in the top... Top six, maybe? Yeah, I'd say so. Um, but, um, I mean, I, I, I never thought he was, his job was in danger. Um, I mean, he took him to second place last season. Mm. Uh, he saved them from relegation the previous season. So, uh, he, I mean, he, he kind of demands respect. At um, and you, you don't, you can't really argue against that. Um, I mean, Lil look like the, the kind of getting together. I'm still not confident about um, if they're relying a little bit too much on our sim at the moment. But hopefully, once Akoni and hopefully, well, Akoni and Bama get back to good form and, and, um, then they start contributing well. So, I mean, Benjamin Andre's been sensational for them. He's been getting, I mean, he's winning everything in the field. He's distributed yeah. really well. His um, pass for the goal against Leon was so good. Like, he had so many options in front of him and he saw the chain from Osimhen to, to Ikoni. Like, oh, it was so, so good. Yeah, it was great. Um, so, yeah, Lil, I mean, the fourth on the table, can't really argue against that table is a bit crazy at the moment so um, yeah I mean we expected them to not be as uh, potent as they were last season that was um, I mean I think everybody thought that uh, everything just clicked where, that season like everything yeah, just worked yeah and, and, and where they are at the moment you know is probably in line with most of most people's predictions so yeah, yeah they're doing okay I don't think they deserve any more or any less, to be honest. Mm. Uh, how do you think they've dealt now with um, some of their major absences, or, or sorry, some of their major players that have left, like Nicola Pepe, Yusuf Kone, Thiago Mendes? How, how have they coped since those key three key players of the starting lineup last season have left? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Benjamin Mondre is probably better than Thiago Mendes, in my opinion. So mm. that's a pretty good, um, pretty good replacement. Um, Bradovich has been. I mean, he's still very young, and he's been he's been fairly um, fairly impressive for them. And then Pepe is. I mean, they haven't really replaced Pepe. Uh, I don't think you you can do uh, like a light for light replacement. Uh, it's difficult because that 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 f- sort of attacking three they had with Akone and, and Bamba and Pepe was really fluid and really dangerous last season and there's, there's, they don't have that, that third player um, to, to make up that three again so it, I don't see them I don't, don't see something like, like uh, Yazishi um, being that kind of player mm. so they, they sort of have to I mean there's no way of, 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 of playing back like they used to um, but I still think that Akoni and Bamba can adapt well. I mean, Bamba had that that really bad challenge um, in the under twenty one 
uh, euros. I think it was Hamza Chowdhury. It was a horrible, horrible challenge. Yeah, it was Chowdhury. He got away with um, just a bit, uh, some ligament da- damage because um, he, he could have broken his ankle. Um, so I think that maybe he's, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't look as, uh, it doesn't look as explosive. His, his touch doesn't seem as good as it was last season. Uh, everything that's happened with the squad, you know, he's, he's lost one of the players that he was interchanged a lot with last season. Um, so hopefully we'll see a better Bamba. Maybe he needs a, an international break and a break over Christmas to to get back to good form. Mm. I think the Christmas break will do him a lot of good because it's yeah, clear from last season he's got a lot of quality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Uh, quick question before we move on. Who, at this point last season, compared to this point this season, who has slash had more non-penalty goals, Pepe or Osimhen? Non-penalty goals. Uh, mm-hmm. Ooh. Oh, that's an interesting one. Uh, I'm gonna have to say, I'll say a Simhen probably. Oh, Simhen, you are very correct. It was Bamba, yeah, because Bamba killed it the first couple of months. I don't think Pepe scored that many goals up to this point. I'm not sure actually. Um, so let me tell you. I'll I'll tell you now. Bamba at this point last season had wow, he had more non-penalty goals than Pepe. So he had six. Bamba only had uh, Pepe only had five non-penalty goals. He had ten goals, but five of them are mm. penalties, um, which is incredible. Just shows the bloody quality of Bamba last season at points, man. Honestly, um, okay, let's move on to our first preview. We talked about Bordeaux a little bit earlier in the episode, but they travel to Le Velodrome, Stade Velodrome, to face Marseille this weekend. Marseille, the team currently sitting second in Ligue 1 with five wins in a row. Thomas, are they the real deal? <laughs> I don't want to say it too early, but if you look at all the squads and all the teams across the league, which which court, well, which which squad looks the most settled? Because it's it's got to be Marseille. I, I don't see. I don't see any. I didn't study for this test. I didn't know if that was a question or not. <laughs> I was waiting for you to come back, but I thought I'd answer it myself. Well, you can't think Marseille, of course. <laughs> well, Marseille haven't even had that much, like, that many additions in the summer. Yeah, um, Benedetto yeah. is the only one I can think of. I mean, sometimes that's quite, that's that's a good thing to have. Obviously, you, need, you need, still need a, a, a squad that's consistently refreshing. But they have one or two, uh, one or two incomings, and and VS Boas has had time to, you know, it's time to work with the squad. But they just look like the the comparison with Leon is that Marseille, even though individually they have not got as talented a squad as as good a squad as Leon, but cohesively they look much much better a team. Mm. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't think comparing Leon and Marseille's lineup, I'm trying to think players who are better. Um, is Mandanda better than Magnon? Eh, not Magnon, bloody Lopez. Uh, at the Lopez, moment. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, uh, is Jordan Mavi better than Coney? Is Sakai yeah. better? You know, Kaleta Carr, Strutman, Strutman. Kevin Strutman is second in Ligun. How is that happening? I mean, Valentin Rongier is classy player. Was, so good last yeah, season at Nantes. Really good. Um, I mean, he was always a great player at Nantes. And I, I thought, well, I still think that Nantes do struggle without him. 
because mm. he was so. I mean, he he was there for a long time, and he played he played as a sort of a a destroyer in midfield, and then he moved up to be more of a creative play under was it Cardo? So I think it was Cardo last season. Yeah, it was. Um, he's just got all really great attributes, um, and it kind of makes. I mean, I mean Sanson is. I thought I thought that Sanson was would be sort of pushing on, but in the last couple of years, but he sort of stalled a little bit. And and Rangers, I mean, really, really, but done done great. And uh, I, I know we'll touch it on later, but the game against Angers on on Tuesday, um, the tactics were spot on by AVB, and the whole of the Marseille squad. There wasn't one person that wasn't working. Um, and wasn't back in position and, and pressing well and and hounding uh, the Andre players and you know uh, making sure they get they get into position to 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 um, stop to stop play through uh, in the middle and it was just it was a I mean it was a really a, a really good performance and you know it, I don't want to be too uh, optimistic but they do look you know really good it's only my only concern is that limited squad it might take it straight over the course of the season so mm. if they can get some additions in the in the winter um then that that would boost them but yeah vs boas i mean he's doing a really good job at the moment he's a he's a very talented coach it was it was a mm. shame that he like had to take a, a couple of years of a sabbatical after you know the zenit tottenham chelsea period that all just it was just like a whirlwind in the space, like four years, I think, um, getting sacked and then winning the Russian league with Zenit. It's just, it just was extremely quick and he had to kind of take a bit of time off. I think he went and did rally car driving Dakar. In, yeah, yeah. in Dubai. Dakar, yeah. uh, but I'm glad he's back doing like real full-time management and stuff because he has a very, very talented coach. And he's getting the best right now. He's getting the best out of Dimitri Payet at the moment, isn't he? Playing very well consistent recently, has been quite pivotal to Marseille's play. He's already got five goals and two assists this season. He only got four goals all of last season. Yeah, I mean, there is an upcoming Euro, so Dimitri Park usually tries to turn up before an international tournament. Um, but, uh, no, yeah, no, I mean, to be fair, he has been good. And in the past, you've seen Dimitri Park because he has he's had sort of criticism that he, he has been... Uh, his work rate wasn't usually there sometimes. He, he could have been lazy, but what was his well, last game that Marseille, not before this, the game the game before this one? Brest. Was it, uh, was it? Yeah, it might have been two, Brest. Or was it? 2-1 uh, win against Brest. Apparently it was, but, but um, it was one goal that, that it might have been Leon maybe, that, that Payet um, won it back um, and then it may drove at the pitch and I think he might got the assist or the goal for it. Um, but his work rate is, is it seems to be invigorated um, much more vigorous than he was, was last season. Um, so, I mean, and if you've got Jimmy Pye on form, then you've always got a chance because he, he still is that, he still does have that, that really, I mean, sensational quality that he can produce mm. from, from set pieces um, as well as open play. Mm. I think the, the type of play that we're getting out of Payet at the moment, he's he's one of these players that, you know, you've seen players that have been very cons- inconsistent over their career, sometimes need a little bit of a, some you know, just to get that fire back in their belly. We've seen it with Hatim Ben Arfa in recent years, you know, 
He was given a hand around the shoulder by Stefan. He turned into an incredible player second half of last season. And um, I think that's what we're seeing really with Payet at the yeah, moment. I mean, I mean, they haven't even got Florent Tovan yet, back yet. So no, I know. <laughs> that, uh, I know. That, that'll be uh, really interesting to see how he does. That'll be an incredible uh, addition. So Marseille in their last few matches have beat Lille and Lyon amongst some other beatable teams, like I said, like Brest a bit earlier. But will Bordeaux be their biggest test yet, you think, just with how well Bordeaux are doing at the moment? I mean, if you'd looked back maybe maybe a month or so, I would have seen this game and thought, oh, that's going to be kind of dull. Um, both teams aren't doing great. I'm not really impressed by any of them. Um, but now, looks like it might be a oh, great one. I think it's, it's going to be a class game with just yeah, how well I mean, they're both doing. I mean, it's the same sort of situation with both clubs. They, they've had a lot of um, issues in the past. Um, I still think there is issues with both clubs at the moment. Um, but maybe, it <laughs> looks like Marseille look, look to be turning a corner, Bordeaux on the way. Mm-hmm. Um Marseille looked like the second best side in the league, just that consistency. Uh, so it should, yeah, it should be quite a, an interesting, uh, interesting contest. Mm. Uh, what do you think your score prediction will be for this match? <laughs> I'm going to say, I say two-one Marseille. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to agree with you. I think. Bordeaux aren't a team that are that bad on the road. I mean, many teams in Liga in this season have just been so reliant on how they play in front of their own fans, but Bordeaux slightly bucked that trend. Uh, but Marseille, oh, they just they just look real to you right now. I think Bordeaux will score, but maybe Josh Maggio just with the form he's in. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to back Marseille to get a 2-1 win in this one. And let's move on to the Montpellier versus PSG match. PSG got another win in midweek as they put two goals past Nantes in a rather woeful performance at the Parc de France. Goals came from Kylian Mbappe, a wonderful flick from him, and also Neymar, who had his customary booze ringing out throughout the stadium as he warmed up, played and was substituted for Edison Cavani. Another strong performance from PSG, but coming into this match, Thomas, they've got a pretty poor away record. Or not poor, but judging by their standards, it's not incredible. 2-2 draw against Madrid, um, a not great Madrid side. Barely a 2-1 win against Brest, a 2-1 defeat to Dijon. A couple of good performances before that, but then three 1-0 wins in a row against Galatasaray, Bordeaux, Leon. It shows that they don't quite play at their same level when on the roads. And travelling to the Stade de la Mosson against a Montpellier team that are in form at the moment, do you think they'll do you think they'll have some problems here or will it will be another one of those games where you think they're going to slip up and they win 4-0? Um, no, I think in the past, PSG have struggled to win at Montpellier. Uh, I, I was looking this up, and they haven't actually beat. Uh, they, haven't, they haven't won um, uh, away at Montpellier for the last three seasons, so it is a tough. It is a tough. Always a tough fixture for them, uh, and obviously Montpellier yeah, are in pretty good form. So yeah, it could be. Um, it could be a tricky one for for PSG. Mm. Should be quite interesting. 
And let's move on to their opponents, Montpellier. So Montpellier have been unbeaten at home since the first day of the season, or after the game they, they lost on the first day of the season at home. But, you know, they have been playing well. They were sixth last season. They are currently sitting as well in sixth under Michel Dersakarian. Do you think he's an underrated manager? We talked about um, about Galtier earlier in the episode as an underrated coach. But do you think that the Armenian doesn't get enough credit for his team that are, you know, they're, they're plugging away and they're getting points at the moment? Mm, I'm not sure about underrated. I think he's just relatively rated by most people. Um, he's not a he's not a, a a dynamic manager, but he he obviously can coach well. In the past, we've seen it um, in in Liga and Liga. So uh, I think more the more focus on Montpellier is actually this the squad itself. Um, I mean, I'm so glad to see uh, Savanier back back in Liga. Um, he looks like he's. I mean, if you see his goal, he scored on the. Um, in uh, in midweek against Dijon, it was awesome, awesome goal, uh, right into the top left corner. Um, I was like, "Yep, that's that's Savinier." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Doesn't look as if that um, injury has really affected him to a great degree, has it? Yeah, yeah. Hope, I mean, hopefully not. He's played maybe seven games so far, and since he's come back, Montpellier haven't lost haven't lost once, um, which is really great to see. And I think. Sakarian's obviously known as a defensive coach, but the the lineup, the, the the starting eleven he's putting out on the pitch just means you cannot like you cannot be that defensive. I think mm. if you think about it, you can't not score. You can't sort of not score goals. I mean, they've got they've got Savanier and Molle, two of the best set piece takers in the league. Probably I can't think of many better. Molly's free kick yeah. against Dijon was gorgeous. Yeah, it was. It was really good. I think it was a little bit of deflection, but still a good free kick. Two really, I mean, them two really, really great creative players. Savanier was the best player in the league last season. Um, is a phenomenal midfielder. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> They've got, I mean, um, really has been quite good for them, uh, I think. Hilton's still still performing at 42. Still years. plugging away. And he's passing. Yeah. He's so good. He's really good. He's passing. He's long passing. Um, <laughs> It's just it's just like really nice, yeah. And they've got Delore and Laborde up 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 front. Um yeah, it's just they just look I mean they've got Joris Shotard, eighteen year old yeah. centre mids playing. Yeah. I was gonna mention they quite do have quite a an old squad, apart from uh Shotard, who's he's he's played quite a few games now actually. He um has played a few, yes. I was going to yeah. tell you a statistic, but I couldn't get it. So <laughs> keep talking. No, he's been, he's been um, he has been pretty good. He's only he's only eighteen. Eighteen. Um, so that's really really good to see. And I think I mean we've had we've had you know Kamavinga, who's been the main young star come through. I mean Shecky's um, coming through as well, but nobody's mentioned Shatard at all. He's mm. uh, sort of gone under the, under the radar. But I mean, if you look at that 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 team. You think. It's quite, quite. I mean, they got. I know. I know you like. Uh, you know. You like uh, Nicola Cosa. Um, I do like Cosa. I do like Cosa. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think he's. He, yeah. He's played quite a few games. Uh, maybe half I the game. I think games. he was suspended for the Dijon match or uh, injured for the Dijon match. Ah uh, right. Okay. Uh, Pedro Mendes has always been a good, good centre back. Um, I think he could probably do with. 
I mean, I, I actually like Oyongo at fullback. So he's not. I think mm. he might be injured, but uh, Sombia. I've all, I always thought he's quite a good player. Um, I liked him when he was at uh, Noate in the second division. Um, he hasn't really caught on as well as I would have hoped. Mm. Um, but you you he, mentioned um, the, the front three a bit earlier of, of Flor and Molly and Delore and Laborde. Where yeah. do you think they rank in PSG? In PSG? <laughs> For in league in for that, front threes at the moment. That is really tough. I got. I need to think about this now. Um, yeah. So, so obviously PSG's front three. Um, Bordeaux are starting to play with a bit of a front three. Um, Marseille, do they play with a front three? No, I'm thinking yeah. set up. Yeah, but they have like Bunasar. Ah, uh, Sar and Pai either side. It's pretty good. Pretty good. See where Florin Molly is a. On just on it, he's on it, and I think so who who has a better apart from PSG, who has a better start like front three than them, than Montpellier. Um, I mean, not not really. I guess obviously Leon, but not not at least at the moment. For, uh, like, let's not even look at quality wise. Let's just see for like on form. Who else? Nice, no. Mon- Monaco don't really play with the front three. Probably, front they, two. Do they have? I don't, <laughs> maybe they have a second best. I'm not sure about that. Actually, it doesn't seem right when I say it out loud. I must be must and, be getting some. But anyway, they do have a, a really, really good, um, really good attack. Um, and obviously, we all love to see Suleiman Kamara come on as a sub. Oh, hopefully, yeah. hopefully, he will get another sub um, goal. Um, from the from the subs bench, I think he is retiring at the end of the season. Um, so it would be great to see if he could uh, get a, another goal at some point because he's a he's a bit of a legend. Um, and it'll be sad to see him go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Montpellier, this will be uh, it should be a good game. I think they'll they'll put PSG in some danger, and the outlook on their season is pretty positive at the moment. Yes, yeah, so it's all again. It's starting to come together. Uh, I've mm. got a, a fact for you, though, when we're talking about <laughs> front threes, Andy Delore alongside Nantes Khalifa Koulibaly and Julio Tavares for Dijon has missed the most big chances. I, I don't know what really constitutes a big chance in terms of like XG or something, but he has missed eight big chances this season, um, which is quite frightening to think of just like how good a player he is already, but the chances that he has missing on oh my days, he could get yeah, a little bit better at his finishing. Yeah, it's kind of taken out of context that statistic, I think. But um mm. yeah, I mean the, I mean they're producing pretty well. The only the issue that Montpellier have had um for quite a while now is they just keep drawing games. Oh, and you... hopefully hopefully if they have they have somebody like um Savigny on the team more creative players just to maybe they can produce one, two more chances in you know, nine minutes of games or just during mm. games that, that gets them, um, that gets them over the line. Uh, but I'd, I mean, they've got a really good squad. It's, um, it's attacks impressive. So yeah. just Don't converts. That, uh, yeah. Michel Dersakarian has drawn more matches than he's won. <laughs> that, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> I don't think that surprises it's... anybody. Um, yeah, but this this one should be a should be a pretty good one, I think. Yeah, what do you think it'll finish? I think Montpellier will give PSG a good match. Do you know what? I'm tempted to say. Oh, do it. 
Do it. Just do it. Uh, uh, hmm. What do you think? 2-1? 1-0? One, uh, clean sheet? What are we thinking? I'm going to say a one-all draw. Oh! oh. I, I, I wanted... That'd be great. There will be some fluky goal for PSG and Savigny will score. Oh, assist. Uh, uh, 2-1 Montpellier. I don't even <laughs> want to talk about it. 2-1 Montpellier. PSG okay. aren't great on the road. Lost to Rennes. Okay, yeah. Lost to Brest. Uh, not Brest. Uh-huh. Lost to Dijon. Montpellier playing well. Unbeaten at home since the first day of the season. Oh, okay. Playing well so far. Yeah, I'm, have it. Montpellier, 2-1. One of the boys. Uh, and let's move on to our last match of the episode, which is going to be Rennes versus Angers. Thomas. Andre, talk to me. You know, last few games it just hasn't gone right for them, has it? You know, just one win their last four, two losses in their last two games, five goals conceded in those two games. What's what's not went right? What's went wrong? Um, I mean, I think the I think they are seventh or eighth in the league, which is a bit it's 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 more reflective of how we've done this season. I don't think. When we're in second place, we're actually the second best team in the league. Um, we still, we still are on J. Like we, we have the seventeenth smallest budget in the league. I wasn't expecting um, us to stay there. Um, some of the, some performances have been disappointing. Um, the Marseille one, I, I wasn't. I mean, I was disappointed we'd lost, but Moulin came out after the game, and <laughs> in his interviews, uh, his post post match interview, he basically congratulated. Um, VS Boas for I mean for other tactics he, he put in place the Marseille sat um, sat off Angers and, and quite deep because Angers are, are really are quite a, um, a dangerous team in transition so Marseille decides to keep let them have the ball uh, more and they just completely compressed the midfield we tried to shift it out wide and all the crosses weren't great really um, and then it was it was two it was two mistakes really that 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 give Marseille the the win. Uh, one was a, a quick free kick between uh, Payet, and they, he just sort of looked at Sanson, and Sanson made the run, and it was a, it was a quick free kick. And it, was, it was a good uh, good move, but obviously good, good finish from Sanson. Uh, he said after the after the game, it, um, so the Andre players were organising who's going to mark who, and they already knew it before the game. But actually, Vias Boas. Had put Sansa. Sansa normally doesn't actually go up for the free kick. Um, so, and I think this might have been their first set piece of the game. And so he went up for the free kick, and it caught. I think it caused a bit, bit of confusion because um, I probably when Andre was studying um, how Marseille set up set pieces, Sansa wasn't involved in that. Um, so that, again, it's another really good tweak and good um, good changes put in. Uh, and then the second goal. Was, I mean, it was. Aitnery has not been great in the past two games. Um, he, he get, I think he gave away the ball. Sakai sort of marauded forward, laid the ball off, and then he wasn't tracked at all by uh, by Toma. And then he sort of just grazes his his uh, his, uh, his knee with his foot, and and he goes over for a penalty. And that's really uh, Andre didn't produce that many chances. Uh, it was a difficult one to take, but I mean, it's you're playing. A, you sort of have to accept you're playing as a team that are, you know, much higher quality, got high quality players. Um, and it's, sometimes you just can't do do much better, especially especially how 
how well AVB played this match. Um, I, I was I was looking up for the for the just for some context. Marseille's starting eleven um, cost them one hundred twelve million pounds. Angers starting eleven cost them less than five million pounds, oh. which is uh, pretty crazy. So uh, there there is issues with the defense. Um, I think a lot of supporters and fans know this. The the um, all of the the goalkeeper and three of the back four uh, started our first game against Marseille back when we were promoted four years ago. So it is great continuity. That is what Angers are about. But it is it has been happening over the last couple of years. Well, the last couple of seasons that the individual players have regressed. And although the system and Santa Maria, who is trying his best um, to cover the deficiencies, <laughs> uh, it, it, it is getting uh, difficult at the moment. So I think they'll, they will be targeting to bring in some young defenders, um, well, bring in some, some better defenders because our fullbacks are shocking. Our, <laughs> our reserve fullbacks are shocking. Abdullah Bamba, signing him on a free. He's never really been that good, that quality fullback. Pelinard, we signed him on a free from Bordeaux. He hadn't played for a year, and it shows. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, we've got we've, there was a we've got a young. These guys uh, have kids. These guys have kids, Thomas. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> we have a good young uh, youth talent, uh, Kevin Mwanga. Uh, he played the cup game last season. I'm not sure why he's training with the first team. I'm not sure why he's not getting to the squad because Pavlovic, who was subbed on as a, as a centre forward in this match, uh, as a, I think we realised that we couldn't play through. Uh, Marseille so we just tried a long ball tactic but he can't really head the ball I mean he can clear the ball great but when he's trying to direct his header he can't do that um, he, I, I saw a good um, tweet uh, by one of the supporters Pavlovich he defends like an attacker and he attacks like a defender at the moment so uh, <laughs> so I, I hopefully I can, we can see Mwanga coming to the squad but yeah um, uh, it's not been great games uh, Stad Ren I cannot remember Whenever we've, act- I can't remember a game we've actually beat them in the last couple of years. At least when I've been sporting the club, mm. I don't remember. No. I just know Rainer unbeaten in their last five, at least against Nongi. Yeah, yeah, that that seems right. Um, so it should be. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be a spectacular uh, game, but um, I would like a probably a draw. It, well, we've got some tough games going into into Christmas. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll carry on. We'll be fine. Because mm. Ren are a team in form at the moment. You know, Julian Stefan was under pressure a little bit earlier in the season, but four wins in his last five league games, again, just shows that it's not always best to just sack your manager. How, how impressive have Ren been the last few weeks? You know, it feels like they've really just switched on and calmed everything right down. With Adrian Hunu, five goals in his last nine games. He's really hit a bit of a purple patch for Ren, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's one of them players that's not, he's not fashionable at all. Um, but if you look at his record, I mean, he, he plays enough games to for you to consider his record, you know, sort of legitimate. Um, but he just scores, he just just get quite a few goals in the in the minutes he does play, mm-hmm. um, and I think Ren there was there was transfer rumours that he was he he might have been going the summer, um, but I'm sure that Stefan's glad he's he's still got him in the squad. So you know he's not the most, he isn't the most fashionable player, 
Um, but I mean, he's <laughs> he's scoring the goals for him, so yeah. can't really complain. Um, but I mean, Ren at the start of the um, probably ever since the just before probably the last month or so, I thought they were one of the worst teams in the league. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was Edouard Mendy in that that was saving. I mean, literally saving them. Um, from from losing uh, quite a few games, he's been he's he's carried through his, his good form that he did have with uh, with Rant last se- Rant last season. Um, it looks like they're starting to improve, um, but I mean they did lose against Dijon not long ago. I mean Dijon, not Dijon have been okay actually. I'll, I'll yeah. take that away. From them. Um, but yeah, the I mean there's still work to do. Um, with that team, and uh, I mean, so Rafinha's scoring goals now. He was a, finally, a, finally, yeah, finally. Um, but there's still a lot of a lot of um, sort of issues or sort of just stuff they have to figure out with the team at the moment. Um, I thought Sibachu would have been uh, would have been a better signer than it has been. Um, he was he was good in 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 Leader, but he's just completely maybe he needs a loan out or maybe he just needs to to leave. But he he's not been great. Obviously, Camavinga still performing really really well. Uh, Del Castillo's finally getting some minutes and he's he's, he's doing all right. So I mean, it's, it's, it, the it's. I'm I'm happier about how they're doing than I was a month ago. So uh, it's yeah. funny how the the teams that have have been completely knocked out of the uh, Europa League have now started to uh, to kind of kind of do well because Sanetian, of course, won their game as well uh, in midweek. So maybe that's all they needed. It always happens. Always happens when teams just drop out of Europe. And they're like, right, okay, let's actually start playing football here. <laughs> um, yeah. But Ren have impressed me in the last few weeks. I have to say, and I do like Julian Stefan. I'm glad he wasn't given the boot. Uh, I think it was Ren's three-two win against Toulouse, where Jan Boho scored an absolute like yeah, a ninetieth fourth minute goal. That seemed like a bit of a turning point for them. Yeah, and definitely. they've just gone straight to straight since then. Uh, so what do you think the score prediction will be for this one between Ren and Oji? You said you'd like a draw. Uh, yeah, so I will take a uh, I'll take a boring nil-nil draw. I, I could easily see it beating that, but I've got to say just with Oji's form last few games and Ren's form last few games, I'm going to tip this one in favour of Ren. I'm going to say... Uh, Onji, I think, have only got three goals in their last eight away games, which is stupid. Uh, so I'm going to say 1-0 Ren with uh, probably like a Rafinha goal or something, or maybe Hanu again. Um, I don't think Del Castillo or, or someone like that, or, and yeah, we'll get on the score sheet. But yeah, I, I'm going to tip this one in favour of the home side. And that wraps us up. Thank you very much for listening uh, as we went through a couple of the matches from midweek and previewed some of the games we played over the next few days. If you're interested in getting all your information on more things, French and football and news, you can go to getfootballnewsfrance.com. Always trips me up. And you can also find us on Twitter at GFFN for all your information about French football in English. I've been Lucy McParlin. I've been joined by Thomas Wiseman. Thank you very much for listening and we will see you next week.